0: All right, here we are back again. I hope some of that stuff in the uh, Christmas gift guide episode you guys enjoyed. Like I said, if you don't want to listen to it, it's really just one big long commercial. But it is actually stuff that I use in a truck. Especially, you know, I put in some cheap stuff like that power distribution socket. You know, I plug in the 12 volt, and then it gives me three cigarette volts and then it gives me four USB plugs. I think that thing's fantastic. I got it Velcroed right to the dash. You know, and it's, and it's got a voltmeter on there and it's got a power switch in the back. I don't think you, you know, I never look at the voltmeter on the back of it. And as far as the power switch goes, uh, I tend to forget that it's there until I, you know, like one day I was up there and it was like, oh, it doesn't work. What's going on with this thing? No, it's not that it didn't work. It's just that I forgot to turn the damn power switch on. I didn't realize it was even back there. You know, so it's not something you're going to see. I'm going to start putting in more host red ads. I got those two dynamic insert ads at the very end. You know, they don't hardly pay nothing, but I just do it just for the heck of it. And I put them at the very end. So if people don't want to hear it, they can always just, you know, you can end the episode right then and there once you start hearing those things go on. But the host red ads, they'll be like, you know, they'll all be relevant things to what we're doing. And then trucking example, I saw a bunch of ads that I could have put in for CBD oil I'm not going to do CBD oil ads because, well, there's a lot of drivers coming up positive for THC and they're using CBD products. You know, if you're using CBD products and you're a driver, be very careful. Make sure that stuff doesn't have a high enough concentration on uh, THC to get you in trouble because you could have some issues. You come up positive on a random, you might lose your job. It's something to think and, you know, it's something to consider. So I'm not going to put an ad for CBD oil because I just, you know, anything that I put an ad up is something that I use or I believe in and I endorse and I can't do that because I'm not going to set people up like that. It just seems wrong. So that's what I'm doing. So that being said, I'm going to be going down to Montgomery, Alabama this week running the 10 and we're going to be doing all that. And you know, it's, it's interesting. I'm still getting used to it. If anybody has any questions about anything driving related from chaining up to preparation or how to get into it, uh, shoot me a message at uh, kingfishcafe at gmail.com. You'll see it in the show notes. Or call me at 414-666-1926. Uh, That's 414-666-1926. It's a Google voice number, so just leave a message. If you don't leave a message, I won't get it because I don't ever pick up that number. It's very rare. You know, it's just set up for this. Uh, you know. Or shoot it, you know, shoot an email at me. You know, more than likely, I'll get that. I usually check those at least a couple times a day, the emails. And, you know, I'd love to get some more interaction. Now, that being said, what's going on with trucking these days? You know, we got the vaccine coming out. We're going to get prepared for that. We'll talk a little bit about that. We got the news coming out. We're going to talk about that. But first off, here we go. Uh, The news for December 8th, 2020. And let's get on with the show. All right. I'm glad to be here with you. Thanks for listening. Keeping that hammer down all across the nation. Checking cities off his list. Sharing stories of the road right here on his station. You are listening to the Kingfish. Yes, you've tuned in to the Kingfish Radio Network. Mm. Expand your mind on the open road with Kingfish, right here. All right. On a more personal note, uh, Rob, that's my co-driver, Rob. He, uh, uh, you know, he got hurt after we got hit by that drunk driver. I'm not sure exactly what's going on with him, but he looks like he's going to be out for a while. Poor guy. He's in a lot of pain. I was lucky. I was laying in a bunk. I was spread out over the bunk. The bunk absorbed everything. So it wasn't a big deal for me. I didn't get hurt at all. Poor Rob's messed up. So hopefully we'll get Rob back soon. Rob's a really good driver. In the meantime, we got Doug filling up or filling in. Doug used to drive with me. For those who have been listening for a while, Doug's a great driver. He's a lot, in fact, he's a lot better driver than I am. You know, when you see this guy back up or do, you know, any kind of, you know, tight type areas or, or anything, it's just a magical to watch. I mean, I've been driving 25 years. And there's only two people that I know of that are as good, well, you know, as good as Doug is. It's Doug and my Uncle Steve, Stargazer. You know, my Uncle Steve is just... I would watch him as a kid, and we'd go to these truck rodeos. And it was just amazing that he was so much better than these guys that were competing in the events. My Uncle Steve, if he wasn't so shy he easily could have been one of these driver of the year guys i mean he's just phenomenal with the the way he handles that truck i remember one time on san gabriel boulevard in san gabriel he parallel parked that thing on the street and he and he did it on the passenger side of the truck you know and he blindsided it in in, okay he blindsided it in, which means he put the passenger side up against the curb and he did it in one shot and he got it so tight that the car behind him and the car in front of him couldn't get out of the spot. That's how tight and so awesome he was. It was amazing to watch. I remember as a kid just watching this, and he was like, yeah, it's no big deal. And you know what? For him, it was no big deal. I don't have that skill. My skill is go from here to very far away as fast as possible, and I'm pretty good at that. But when it comes to this slow maneuvering stuff, I I lack. You know, I, I can do it. Don't get me wrong. I can do it but i can't do it with finesse like these guys. You know, i do i do all right, but when i watch these guys i realize what an amateur i am. And some people are just natural at it. Uncle Steve, Stargazer, Doug, you know, it's just a it's just beautiful to watch these guys back up. I sit there and i was watching Doug back up this week and it was like i could hear ballerina music. I mean, it was just smooth and it's just I mean, it really is beautiful to watch a professional do something. I know you don't, you know, oh, it's no big deal, whatever. No, it is a big deal. I mean, when you see somebody that's really good at something, no matter what it is, and to maneuver a 53-foot trailer in a crowded truck stop in a tight space, the way that this guy can do it, and do it, boom, one shot, bam, it's in. It's just like, wow. It's just really pretty to watch. It's unbelievable. So, anyway, let's get on with the show. Let's get on with the news. Okay. Uh, watch out for snow plows. This is that time of year where snow plows get the right of way. Now, in this particular case, there's nothing this guy could have done. He was in his car. It looks like he was in his car. I'm looking at the video. And what it is, is the snow plows come the other way, and it looks like the plow blade caught some ice, causing it to go forward and then causing the plow to go out of control. And then it smashed right into this guy. Now, this was up in Prince George in British Columbia. All right. and it was November 27th. But the guy just got banged up a little bit, didn't get hurt. So all I'm saying is, it's wintertime. Be careful. Watch out for snow plows. All right? Give them the, as much as you can. Now, in this case, this, there's nothing this guy could have did. But and sometimes we can. Yeah, the ones that really trip me out are the plows that have that that offset arm. It's like you have the plow in the right lane, and then he's got like this contraption you know over in the left lane it's kind of an offset kind of towing i bet you that feels you know that must be really weird to drive with that thing i'm not sure exactly what you'd call that it's something i recently just saw over the last couple of years but you know anyway just you know keep an eye out for these guys you know and give them a break you know try to give them as much room as you can for your sake as well as theirs all right. Here's some dates you may want to know. This is, you know, by the way, I'm getting this off CDL, CDL Life. So go check out CDL Life. They got a pretty good, uh, you know, news thing. If you want to read this stuff, a lot of it I get from them. I get from other places, too, news reports and things. But I get some stuff from them, and they're well worth reading. Yeah, you know, they seem to be doing a pretty good job. Uh, this girl, Ashley, all it says is by Ashley. She seems to do a really good job in her reporting. And, uh well, I listen. I read her stuff. I appreciate it. So anyway, the international road check is scheduled for May fourth through May sixth, twenty twenty one. All right, that's going to be yeah, that's a big one. Operation Safe Driver Week is scheduled July eleventh through July seventeenth, twenty twenty one. All right, Brake Check Safety Week is scheduled for August twenty second to the twenty eighth, twenty twenty one, and. Uh, an unannounced one-day brake safety enforcement initiatives could happen at any time during 2021. So basically what it comes down to is, as of right now, those are the dates for those things, but they could change, and we know how that goes, you know, the whole COVID and all that other nonsense. So don't count on anything. Things are subject to change. Well, it looks like a little while ago, Rand McNally had some issues with their ELD system. I suspect we're going to see more and more of that kind of stuff as things go on. I miss the paper logs in a lot of ways. You know, these computers go down and everything shuts down. It's like, you know, I remember they say uh, Y two K. Well, it seems like we're having Y two K on a regular basis. It's just spread out. So apparently they got their system up and running. They put up and they put an update up to their to their system, and it screwed everything up. And but now they're back up and running. But you know, so th- this just. I guess the reason why I'm talking about this now is because I keep a couple of paper log books in your, in your in your truck. You never know when something like this is going to happen. Your ELD is going to screw up. And, you know, be prepared. It sucks. It's just the way it is. But what are you going to do? All right. Be prepared. All right. This is a big one. I, and I preach this because I just had a friend literally go from Los Angeles to Tennessee and he was bobtailing. They wanted a bobtail from Los Angeles to Tennessee. I thought it was completely ridiculous. It, it's something I personally would not have done. I don't really like the bobtail too much. It's You know, you got too much truck or too much brake for the amount of truck you have, and you're much better off with having it empty. You know, it really stabilizes the truck and eliminates a lot of the problems. So here's what it is. Slick Houston Highways claimed at least one big rig over the holiday weekend. All right, So this happened on November 28th at about 3 p.m. on Interstate 69 Southwest Freeway in Houston, Texas. All right. They're right there in Houston. I'm not really familiar with Houston too well. I've been more of a north and going out west kind of guy from Chicago. But going to Houston this week as well as last week, but I didn't really get a good feel for it. So anyway, according to the Texas Department of Transportation, Bob Till was heading south in 69 in rainy weather when it skidded and landed on top of a concrete barrier wall. The back end of the rig could be seen hanging off the freeway, while the front tires remained on the roadway. So, if you go to um, CDL Lives, you can see photos of this thing. So, basically, the guy, he, um, he hit the, you know, he hit the, he skidded out. He hit the barrier. the The tandems, you know, the drive tires went over the over the edge of the barrier. He's hanging, I don't know, 20, 30 feet up in the air. The cab of the truck is on the on the highway on sixty nine still. And his, you know, his drives are hanging up over <laughs> over the roadway underneath him. I'm laughing because he got out all right. You know, nobody got hurt. Or at least it doesn't say that anybody got hurt. Um, and, you know, the truck was just dangling over this thing. But really what it comes down to is bobtailing is the most dangerous form of driving. Uh, it You have a lot of brakes there because the brakes are designed to stop an 80,000-pound vehicle. And if you're bobtailing and you get in some rain, make sure you turn off the cruise. It didn't say you had to cruise on but make sure you turn off the cruise. Make sure you turn off your Jake brake. and try to break softly. Don't, don't break too hard, because if you do, you're going to have a situation where you might break loose. Now, if you break loose, now, I know this is going to sound crazy, but you're going to feel it in in the seat. You're going to feel it in your ass. You know, you're going to feel it in the way you sit. it's going to kind of shift underneath you and you'll feel it there immediately before anything. And if you feel kind of a, like your chair kind of, kind of coming out from underneath you, like kind of a feeling immediately get off the brake and get ready to counter steer. And if you do that, get off the brake, get off the gas, and counter steer. You should be all right if you can catch it fast enough. But you got to move fast. But my suggestion no cruise control, no jack brake, and use a light touch when you're driving in the rain, especially when you're in a bobtail. All right? It's something to think about. You got any more questions about stuff like this? Give me a, you know, say, shoot me a message. I'll do my best. I'm not an expert, I've been doing this for a while. But there's always somebody that knows more. So if you have anything you want to add to it as well, shoot me a message and I'll throw it up here. Yeah, We'll have like a safety episode or something of just tips, like winter tips or something that people do. That would be cool. I should think about that. I want to try to do that. It's so hard when you're a sleeper driver. Your time is so consumed. It's really hard to think about stuff like that. All right, let's go into the next thing. All right, this is pretty interesting you know and i don't know this man you know uh why the president an actual cdl holder all right this guy was actually has a cdl asked biden for top seat at the fmcsa now one of my pet peeves is that the the fmcsa uh has never you know they're the people in charge of all the trucking stuff in america they've never had anybody in charge or even works there that i know of that has ever had even a cdl and you know, if you go to the 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 FAA, the you know the, the the air traffic safety guys, the the man who runs the FFA, FAA, sorry FAA, was a former airline pilot. Oh, they're working outside. My building caught on fire, and they're uh, working on the building, redoing the outside of the building. Uh, luckily, nobody, only one person got hurt. Yeah, somebody passed away, but luckily nobody else did. <laughs> But so they're outside, they can hear the construction workers. I don't know if you can hear that. Anyway, this man, let's see if I can get down to his name. Okay. Uh, Todd Spencer, he's the president of the OOIDA. That's the Owner Operators Independent Drivers Association. Now the OIDA does a lot of good stuff for drivers. I'm not a member myself. I'm in the union. Uh, But, you know, for the owner operators, this guy does a lot of good stuff. And I would love to see somebody in charge of the FMCSA that actually is, you know, involved in the trucking industry in some way. And this guy apparently has the chops. Uh, you know, I guess here's his letter. You know, he just says, hey, I know the job. I know the laws. I know what's going on. So hopefully they'll give him some consideration. Cause, uh, and I, like I said, I don't know the men, but I think we can do better than what we've had. Yeah, I want somebody in the industry that actually understands the industry in charge of it. All right, I'm just bouncing around here. Here's a big one. Uh, Penske, you know, everybody, you know, whenever your truck breaks and you need a loaner, that's where we go, right? Anyway, Penske just bought out or is in the process of buying out Black Horse Carriers. All right, Black Horse Carriers was founded in 1925. I didn't realize they had been around that long and it's a privately held company that provides services to the food, grocery, retail, bakery, dairy, uh, CPG. What's CPG? I don't even know. Manufacturing and automotive industries. The, com- the company currently employs more than 4,000 people, operates a trucking fleet of more than 2,000 vehicles, and services customers from more than 90 terminals from across the United States. So Penske's in the process of buying black horse carriers. I uh, hope things work out for it. It seems like a strange buy to me but maybe they know something I don't I don't know uh, I don't know anything about black horse if anybody wants to shoot me something on it you know by all means do so but you know email kingfishcafe at com. but you know I would rather see them bought out than anybody going under you know I'm tired of the this truck is gone company's gone bankrupt and things like that So hopefully it's a good thing, you know, and uh, time will tell. I'll see if I can run across one of their drivers over the road and see what they think about it. And, you know, versus now versus after everything goes down. But apparently it's going to be a while before they, you know, they got to do regulation approval and things like that. So we'll see what happens. All right. As of right now, you know, with this COVID, I can't wait till we can stop talking about COVID. But it says here that truck drivers could be, you know, one of the earliest to get the COVID-19 vaccine. So apparently, you know, it's going to be health workers, which totally makes sense because without the health workers, we're screwed. So it's going to be health workers, and then it's going to be the most vulnerable. It's going to be the aged people underlying, and we're going to be up there. We might be the second or third group truck driving because we're part of the infrastructure. Without us, nothing gets delivered. Um, Personally, myself, uh, I'd like to see the the most vulnerable get it first. We as drivers really don't interact with a lot of people to do what we do, and we can easily make it to where we don't interact with a lot of people. So I think we're going to be okay. Uh, I don't want to get bumped up in front of you know somebody who's really hurting or really could use it. You know somebody sick, diabetes, asthma, that kind of thing. But we will get it, and eventually, you know, it'll come down. We'll get it just fine. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, I know a lot of the carriers, DHL, UPS, and some of those places they've already built the infrastructure to do the deliveries and they're just ready for the, you know, for the approval to get going. It should be interesting. It's going to you know, the world has changed. It has changed and hopefully we can get back to whatever we consider to be normal. I'm not sure what that is anymore, so. All right, let's get moving on. Wow. Uh, this is funny. I didn't even plan on this. Uh, the next ad. I should have looked at these a little better. Anyway, I guess it segues right into this. UPS has announced logistics service enhancements to aid in the massive distribution efforts for COVID nineteen vaccines in the coming months. UPS Healthcare now can produce up to twelve hundred pounds of dry ice per hour in its U.S. facilities to support the storage and transportation of cold chain products such as frozen vaccines in accordance with manufacturing manufacturer storage requirements Uh, how do you make dry ice i don't even know but they're going to make 1200 pounds per hour that doesn't seem like a lot but i guess it's a beginning the increased production also allows ubs to make dry ice available for u.s and canadian hospitals so they're going to supply hospitals with this stuff that don't have these crazy freezers you know, they go down like 100 degrees or whatever it is. Clinics and other points of care requiring dry ice to serve vaccines locally. Dry ice will be sourced at UPS Worldport and can be available the next day. According to UPS, a major spike in demand is causing logistics providers to plan for what some analysts fear may be a dry ice shortage as pharmaceutical companies strategize, getting hundreds of millions of their vaccine doses safely to communities around the U.S. and internationally. Enhancing dry ice production capabilities increases our supply chain ability. So basically what it comes down to is they're going to come up, they're going to create you know, all this dry ice that so they can store this stuff you know when you know when they're out on the road and whatever. And they're also working with a company called Sterling to, they're basically like small uh, freezer units and they're going to go anywhere from 20 Celsius to 80 Celsius below that's crazy i mean that's going to be a hell of a freezer i haven't seen these things in a while apparently it looks like a like a dometic freezer except it's got a a green frontage on the front and then it's white on the back that's what it reminds me of one of those dometic rv freezers except this thing's crazy cold so it's going to be interesting so uh the bigger carriers are already on top of what needs to be done and they're just waiting for approval i guess so We'll see what happens. All right, let's see what else, let's see what else we got. Hopefully, no more COVID. I'm tired of COVID. Oh, this is just absolutely horrific. Um, a truck driver was after six hour, rescued after six hours trapped inside his wreckage in Texas on Monday. Uh, this would be last week, according to KTXS News. A semi driver hauling pipes was driving on Highway 70. When it went off the road and overturned, smashing the cabin, spilling a load of pipes along the side of the highway. The driver was unable to call for help or escape from the cab on his own and awaited rescue inside the smashed truck for nearly five hours before an off-duty fireman. So here's what happened. The guy wrecked the truck. He went off the side of the road. It doesn't say why he wrecked. And he was trapped inside the truck for five hours before uh, somebody noticed him. And then a fire, you know, a firefighter on his way to work called for help, and then the, the crew spent an hour and a half extraditing the driver from the rig. And, you know, then they flew him to the hospital. His condition currently is unknown. If you want to see the picture of the truck, it's on uh, CDL Life. You'll have to look at it there. But anyway, uh, earlier we did that episode where we talked about uh, that accident on I forty. You know, where that happened right in front of me, and you know all that stuff. It took us four hours to get the guy out of the truck. Uh, Basically, we kept him calm, kept him talking. Uh, A couple of nurses came up. Some EMT guys were in the traffic jam that were caused by it on 40 out there in California. And they, you know, they saved his life. I'll never forget it. This guy runs up and he says, I'm a 32 year trauma room nurse. What do you want me to do? And, uh, you know, my skill is basically talking shit and keeping people calm. So I looked at him and I said, "Uh, I'm your bitch. Tell me what to do. Tell me what to do," he goes. "I need gloves." I said, "Here, take these. I got more." I said, "Are you okay?" He's like, "Yeah, that's fine." I said, "Whatever you want me to do, I'm your guy. I'll do whatever you tell me to do." I'm not medically tra- trained. I don't know anything about you know, uh, you know how to properly take care of somebody you know in that situation. And this guy's a 32 year, uh, you know, trauma room nurse. Yeah, you better believe I'm going to listen to what he has to say, but. It took four hours to get the guy out of the truck, you know, because it was so encased in there. And I think he ended up being all right. I'm not even sure. But the thing is, is like this guy was in the truck for five hours. and Nobody even knew he was there. That's scary. And I just, I don't know. I, I just can't think of anything more horrific than that. You know, it's just craziness. All right, let's get moving on. All right. This is another sad story. You know, more CDL life stuff. A semi- truck driver is pleading guilty to charges related to a March 19th crash that killed an Illinois state police trooper. All right. On November 30th, a 56 year old uh, truck driver, Greg Dittmore pleaded guilty to one count of reckless homicide and one count of safety regulations, violations that resulted in death. Apparently this, the, you know, the cop, you know, the, the, she was doing a roadside inspection and the driver uh, it was on route 20 westbound near freeport in illinois and apparently uh mr dipmore fell asleep driver fell asleep and he hit the other truck and well you know caused uh both trucks got on fire i guess she was between the truck and the and the uh and her cruiser and she got hit and unfortunately um the officer passed away she was uh a uh, 12-year veteran of Illinois State Police District 16 in Pocato- Pocatonica. Uh, I guess he's going for sentencing February 3rd, 2021. You know, uh, I feel sorry for for her family. Uh Illinois State Police trooper Brooke Jones story was outside of a cruiser. Um you know, we lo- we we lost, you know, we lost a uh, uh, an experienced officer. And also, you now this man fell asleep, and when he did, he's going to you know, hes gonna go to jail for what he did. He screwed up. And she was only 34 years old, so and it's too young for something like that to happen. So this poor man, this poor driver, is going to have to live with this the rest of his life. And, you know, it's not something I'm sure he wanted, but it's certainly something he's going to have to live with. And that's something we need to think about as drivers. You get tired, pull over, take a nap. It's going to be okay. Just pull, take a nap. If it's a little late, who cares? Take a nap. You'll be fine. Better to be a little late than not get there at all. Take a nap. Well, there's a good one for the for the dispatchers and office workers for Cal Freight. That's K-A-L Freight. Apparently, they didn't pay overtime, as they were legally required to. And uh, the U.S. Department of Labor recovers 90508 in back wages for California trucking company employees after overtime violations found. Well, you know what? They probably had to pay a fine and all this other stuff. Just pay what you're supposed to pay, and you won't you won't have to deal with this stuff. But oh, apparently, the employer's failure to keep accurate records of the number of hours employees worked also resulted in FLSA record keeping violations. So they're going to get nailed for a lot of stuff. Probably just do the right thing. I tell you, the industry that we're in. Sometimes it's you just got to wonder. Well, oh, here's a bizarre situation. Over in Kingman, Arizona, some, I don't know, maybe this guy was on drugs, who knows. This 42-year-old guy was over at the truck stop over in Kingman, you know, probably the TA, accusing um, the drivers of kidnapping his wife. They called the cops, the cops come out, the cops, you know, they they realize there's something wrong here. So they let the guy go, he took off, you know, the drivers took off. And then what happened was he started going the wrong way on i forty. So, they had to pull them over, and it's a big nightmare. So, I guess this all happened over at I 40 at mile marker 65. And, yeah, you know, they were probably over there at, oh, what is it, mile marker 59 or something? I don't remember what came in that TA is. It's been a while. But you get one of these irrational people, and they start, you know, coming at you because you're a driver. Just call the cops. Don't mess around. You know, it's just not worth it. And uh, for someone to go the wrong way in the interstate, it's just insane. I've seen it five times in my career where somebody went the wrong way in the interstate, and, you know, it's just no good will come of it. So just be careful of the crazy people. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot more to the story. I don't even know how to react to it. So just people are crazy these days. Well, if you're going through Georgia, keep this in mind. On I-20, Mount Margaret 14, the Carroll County Way Station is now reopened after two and a half years. Apparently, that way station was closed due to construction on the highway, so if you're going through that area, don't be surprised, uh, and I'm sure they're going to want to be opened and uh, for business now that they've been closed for so long, so just keep that in mind, all right, so Carroll County, mile marker 14, I-20 in Georgia, all right, keep that in mind, all right, it looks like the uh, New York Thoroughway is going to raise their rates January 1st, 2021, uh, oh, if you hear that, that's my cat, hey cat, he's back here whining, I don't know what what's wrong with him, What's wrong, Chad? What's going on over there, buddy? No, no, he doesn't like being back here for some reason. Yeah, that's my cat. The New York Easy Pass rates for commercial vehicles on the Governor Mario M Cuomo Bridge will increase by thirty-one percent in twenty twenty-one. That's incre- that's crazy, and thirty percent in twenty twenty-two. For example, a toll for the tractor trailer with five axles and in and a New York Easy Pass account. Will increase to fifty five seventy seven during peak hours in twenty twenty two, compared to ninety eight dollars at the George Washington Bridge. Even with the adjustment, the commercial toll rates uh, will be thirty eight percent less than the toll rate on the George Washington Bridge. Wow! So the current Easy Pass rate uh, during peak is thirty two seventy five. Twenty twenty one is going to be forty two ninety, and then in twenty twenty two it's going to go to fifty five seventy seven, and then the off peak. Currently is sixteen thirty-eight. It's going to twenty-one forty-five and then twenty-seven eighty-nine in twenty twenty-two. Now the out-of-state easy pass is thirty-two seventy-five. It's going up to 4934 January 1st. And then 50, what is it? Oh, it's hard to tell. 6414 the 22nd. Wow. And if you do tolls by mail, it's gonna it's 3275 now. It's going to be fifty-five, seventy-seven, and twenty-first, and it's going to be seventy-two, fifty-one. Wow, that's insane! Yeah, I heard you, Chad. Okay. Ah, oh, damn cat. Yes, we don't have a professional studio. That's how they, we have our cat. Uh, what? Yes, I don't know what he's crying about. So anyway, that's I don't know. That sounds insane. It's a lot of money. Anyway, that's all we got for today. That's uh that's all the news I can come up with. I'm sure there's a lot more somewhere, but that's all I got Anyway, stay safe, stay out of trouble, watch out for the weather, try to stay calm and remember, you know, stay warm. Uh always take your jacket with you. Even if you're going to the south, you know it's gonna be warm down there. You never know when you're gonna get rerouted up north. Or maybe you do know, but you know, have it in the truck. Uh carry your sleeping bag. The truck breaks down, you're gonna wanna stay warm. Carry some extra food, you know, just in case. And by all means. This is very important. You know, just uh, be prepared. And get over for tow truck drivers and law enforcement if you see them on the side of the road. Especially if it's icy. You never know when the ice is going to pull you in or cause you to just get out. And You don't want to hit one of these guys. Uh, It'll be no good for you and it'll definitely be no good for them. Alright, so it's something to think about. All right, I hope you have a beautiful day, and uh, Kingfish out. Save your most important documents, videos, and photos in the cloud. With a Microsoft 365 subscription, you get a full terabyte of secure OneDrive storage that you can access across all your devices. As part of your subscription, you get the added benefit of additional OneDrive personal vault storage. Using a second set of identity verification, this gives you an extra layer of protection for your most important and private files. Buy now at Microsoft365.com memories.